This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. He works them as hard as anyone, so he's been nice enough to slice off a few minutes for us this morning on the early trade. Mitch Clear is at Channel 7 headquarters. Welcome, Mitchell. Good morning, boys. Thanks for having me on. Jack Gunston is off. Uh, Perhaps we had seen this coming from a long way out. Still, when it hits, it can jar the supporter base of the clubs that these star players are leaving. But what a pickup he shapes to be up at the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, as you've been saying, Sam, out mixed day in Gunston. It's a a like-for-like. And now you'd think... With that forward setup, they'd have to go with the one ruck and then have Danaher as the second ruck, um, given how tall they've been. So McStay rucked a little bit in the second half of the year. We saw as the pinch hit, but Gunson can't do that. So maybe it puts more uh, reliance on Danaher as the second ruck if they mm. just go with, with Big O. Um, but I like what Lloydie was saying earlier. It's a, it's a big loss for Hawthorne, given what they've already seen go out the door this year in McAvoy and Shields, and then potentially, and, and more likely as it goes on, Tom Mitchell. Um, out the door. So they do have to be wary, the Hawks, that they're cutting too deep. But this one wasn't their their decision. They did have an offer to Jack Gunston, a two-year deal on the table, but he's decided to, to go and chase a flag. And I just wonder whether Isaac Smith winning a flag at his second club on the weekend mm. uh, may have switched his thinking because uh, I think it was line ball heading into the weekend. Yeah, he did take his time on a decision, no doubt about that. Now, hey, your cameras were there at Alberton yesterday. Port Adelaide, they missed out on Josh Dunkley, Mitch, but we knew Jack Graham was a chance to leave and the power have wasted no time and the Channel Wisp cameras were there to see it all in its glory yesterday. They were there yesterday. He landed in Adelaide, Sam, and said that he was only there to see family. And I reckon 45 minutes later, he was at Alberton. Uh, well, they might, be his new, man, they might be his new family, Mitch. I mean, it's, it's, you know. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. The Richmond family is, is well heralded. But uh, it was just the morning after the uh, the Jack Dye medal, and he was, he was out the door to, to Port Adelaide. So he's got a decision to make, uh, obviously, with Hopper and Taranto coming in. Sam, whether he sees his future at Richmond, I, I think it would be a, a nice fit for the power. Um, with Rosie and Butters sort of getting more midfield time. He's more of a defensive midfielder, as we've all spoken about. Just a matter of what he's worth on the trade table. I think would would think maybe a second-round pick for someone like for someone like Jack Graham. And it, it may be just a pick that helps the Tigers further sweeten that deal to get Taranto and Hopper in mm. from the Giants. Mm. Mitch, speaking of picks, what do you think is fair uh, for Josh Dunkley? Oh, I think one first-rounder, Lordo, and a second-rounder. I think the days of giving up two first-rounders for the for your Trelaws and, and your Shields. And, you know, we saw what the Eagles overpaid for Tim Kelly at the time. I, I think that's out the window. Yes, he's in career-best form, Josh Dunkley, and he's a best and fairest winner as of last night. But he is out of contract as opposed to, to two years ago when he was trying to facilitate a move when he was in contract. And it was the two first-rounders was the asking price. And I think that was fair enough at the time, given he was still younger, um, he was in contract. But now he's out of contract uh, I can't see it being much more than a first rounder and a second rounder. And gee, let's be honest, um, 
the, the Lions aren't going to be able to cough up too much more than that. Mm. I'm just curious now as to the Gunston one. If they do bring him in as a free agent, what that does for the mixed day compensation, because the Lions have been sort of hinging on the mixed day compensation, you know, probably being a end of first round or, or second round pick, uh, and then using those selections to, to bundle up for, for Will Ashcroft and, and Jasper Fletcher. Now that Gunston's coming in, do they try and facilitate that via a trade, or mm. do they just hope that McStay's earning so much and on such a long-term deal at Collingwood that it won't really impact it? I'm, I'm really curious to see how the Lions handle this over the next few days. Surely it would be better, though, wouldn't it, for Brisbane to trade for, for Gunston, given the age and the stage of yeah. his career that he's at? I mean, it, for all the reasons you mentioned, they've got a couple of back-end picks there. You know, they've got a 44, a 33. Gunston's mm. been a magnificent player, but he's not going to command a high pick. No, I wouldn't think so, but... He's still, you know, one of Hawthorne's mm. better players. I would have thought maybe a second or third rounder. Yeah. Uh, and we saw when, just using the Isaac Smith comparison, when he moved from Hawthorne to Geelong, it did it did net the the, the Hawks a, a third round compo pick. So if you're using similar comparison, um, and Gunson's clearly younger than Isaac Smith at that move, I would think on the open market, Gunson would probably be a, a third round compo pick. And that may, if it was to be a free agent, as you mentioned, Sam, it would offset the mixed day one. So it's a really delicate balance for the Lions. Mitch, you, you're, here, you're, you're obviously in Geelong and, and you know a lot about the Cats and what they're looking to do. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't be happy if they ended up with pick seven after, <laughs> after winning a flag. Uh, they, I think it's Nakai Cockatoo and Joel Selwood are probably the only top ten picks they've had in probably a decade. Ever. Ever, yep. yeah. So do you, can you see them uh, winning the services of Jack Bowes? I can. I think they've been into Jack Bowes for a little while now because... He is managed by Connor Swartz Management, and they also look after Paddy Dangerfield. And I'm told that Paddy Dangerfield is a big fan of Jack Bowes. And there's not many players in the competition that have the power at the, the negotiating table like Paddy Dangerfield. He helps with the Dullhouse move. He helps with the Jenkins move. I wouldn't be surprised if he could uh, wield his power and get this one over the line. Mm. Uh, as Sam mentioned earlier, I think there's, there's a few clubs also in the market. Um, Essendon. Still wouldn't rule out Hawthorne, given their salary cap space and ability to, to take on the Bose contract. But, Lord, as a few clubs have mentioned over the last few days, Geelong's cap is actually going to open up from 2024, 2025 onwards. As scary as that, as that sounds, when they've got these older guys moving on, I know Hawkins and Selwood aren't on, on massive money, but the cap will start to open up a little bit, and that's maybe where Geelong can bring in a Bose and back end his money into you know a four or five year deal, and, and then shuffle the money into future years. And the immediate deal um, isn't on too much, especially if they're trying to get Tanner Bruin and Ollie and Henry through the door at the same time. It's the best deal in football, that one, the Gold Coast deal. Bows and seven, yeah. it's outrageously good deal, and uh, so many clubs would be trying to get it done. But Geelong, yeah, I think I'll be shocked if that doesn't happen. They're right there, and as Mitch said, they have been for a long period of time. Hey, if Sydney can make um, anything happen, it'll uh, make a real, they'll make a real player out of Aaron Francis. He reported that the Swans have an interest in, I guess, resuscitating uh, a- another key position player in this off season, Mitch. Yeah, they've, it's a bit of the Ted Richards feel to it, doesn't it? I think. Oh. I, put this out the other night and Essendon fans, it was the instant one they, they thought of in that he was sort of just potting along at Essendon. Well, that might be a bit harsh, but he was sort of just, um, you know, seeing his through career at Essendon and then Sydney came calling and, and turned him into a premiership player. Um, keen to get Lordo's take on this. He's a, he's a former top 10 pick, um, been used as a forward, but he sees himself as a backman and, and that's what the clubs, and that's what the Swans are looking at him for as a backman. Um, you know, Dane Rampey won't be around forever. Uh, the McCartan brothers are there, and then you've got Robbie Fox, who did a pretty good job on Jeremy Cameron Grand Final Day. I think they're just after a bit more 
key defensive support. They had asked the question of Griffin Logue as well before he went to, to North. So this is an area they are looking to fill up. In. Yeah, he's got to get fitter. That, that's uh, I think he's had his mental health battles and uh, his body just never looks fit. He doesn't look rock hard. And I think uh, yeah, it'd be a, a godsend for him if he can get to Sydney, start again and, and challenge himself uh, in that environment. Mitch, I want to ask you, uh, the cameras, where will they be setting up to try and get... Oh, Brad Scott. Brad Scott, yeah. yeah. Make it a Quinella. Surely the club's not going to do it at the hangar and it'll be somewhere <laughs> off-site, somewhere. You've got your, the antennas up to find where he's going? Of course. I was, I was hoping you might uh, be able to <laughs> later on Laura, <laughs> and, just, and just see where it is. Uh, we've got a few cameras out this morning. Um, Essendon is one. I, I was surprised. They, they did the Adam Uze second interview at Essendon last week. So sometimes with these, you've got to be... Uh, I guess you've got to be sometimes thinking simple and um, sometimes it's right in front of your eyes. So there is a, there is a few cameras out this morning to see what's happening, but uh, it'd be a good shot, wouldn't it, seeing uh, Robert Walls shaking uh, Brad Scott's hand somewhere around town. Oh, today. what they wouldn't give for that, Lloydie. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they'd be at the Ernst & Young building. That's on placing my bet on in the CBD again. Would they go back there, you reckon, Mitch? You're framing a market? Surely you got you got some cameras there. Potentially, they uh, have used that office, but sometimes these sometimes you scare them off, Sam, and you uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you get them to one spot, and they they, they like to yeah. uh, go some back entries. Speaking of the Essendon power, geez, David Barham and Andrew Thorburn, they'd mm. have a, a few connections, so they might be able to pluck out an office anywhere. Well, I did an appearance. I, I did an appearance grand final week, and it was across the road from Paul Little's house. I tell you what, that, that <laughs> you could uh, hide a few about a thousand people in that place. <laughs> it was the biggest house I've seen. <laughs> Uh, I got on Google later it's on. It's got uh, half two racks out here. Yeah, it has. Oh, if it's still the same place. That I is the same one. Spent a few hours there and footy classified days. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Hey, before we let you go, Mitch, uh, Tom Mitchell, another Mitch, he's a, a big watch. You've been all over this one um, uh, building up to it. Obviously, he's going to move from Hawthorne. Uh, Collingwood uh, is where he wants to play. Do you think a deal will be facilitated down the track here? I think if Grundy leaves, it opens the door for a Mitchell. And that might seem, seem you know crazy to some Collingwood fans, but... As Lord, I mentioned earlier, it's about balancing the books. That the, the new management don't see the, the value in a one million dollar ruckman. They see the value in, in spreading the load. And, and Craig McRae, for those Collingwood fans that have watched every press conference this year, I reckon it comes up twice the press conference that we need to be better at centre bounce. We've been smashed out of it. They were the second worst team at centre bounce this year. And mm. for a player like Tom Mitchell, who's looking to get out, his centre bounce attendances at Hawthorne went from seventy percent to fifty percent in the space of a year. I, I think it just marries up perfectly. They had been in the market for Taranto, but he is managed by the same group uh, as Tom Mitchell. So maybe it's uh, Taranto off to Punt Road and Tom Mitchell off to, to Pies HQ. We'll keep it locked on Channel 7 tonight, Mitch. No doubt about it. We'll see what you can procure uh, as we do each and every day. Really appreciate you joining us uh, this morning and uh, love your insights as always. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. There's Mitch Cleary there, Channel 7 News Hound. <laughs> Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.